Hi guys, welcome to the Going With The Flow podcast. It's finally here. I'm not going to lie guys, I am new to podcasting. This is my first ever podcast episode that I've ever recorded of myself. But yeah, let's just dive straight into this episode. So today's episode is basically about how to perfect your portfolio. Um, And before we jump in, I just want to give anyone who is new to this channel or doesn't know what Flow is a little intro onto who I am and how Flow was created. So yeah, let's just rewind. Um, Flow was basically created, oh, I'm trying to think back to the date now, it was January 2021. Um, and yeah, it was basically me starting, starting like a side project um, after uni. And I started a TikTok page and I just put out videos about marketing and just giving like tips didn't get any views at all but you know you just got to keep going and then I just decided one day to post a video of my portfolio and to be completely honest I did not even think anyone would have the slightest interest in it just because I just didn't think it would be of any yeah I I didn't think it would be exciting it's just a portfolio I didn't really think anyone would even care Little did I know people did care and that first TikTok was the one that basically started what Flow is now. Um, and I just started getting those comments like, you know, what is this? Um, can you explain a bit more? And a year later, pretty much here we are. I founded Flow two months ago now and started um, Flow as, you know, being self-employed and having my own business. Um, and now I provide portfolio templates um, and I also do like freelance for marketing as well. So yeah, a bit of, bit of a combination there, but I absolutely love it and it's just been an absolute crazy journey, but I'm really, really excited and I think, you know, the thing for me is what I noticed from, you know, posting that TikTok is not a lot of people recognize marketing portfolios, um, not recognize, that's the wrong word, are aware. Um And a lot of people just stereotype portfolios as being a tool or, you know, a collection of work that's just for graphic designers. And that is not the case. You know, if you're in the creative field and, you know, you're in marketing or you're in interior design or into gaming, whatever it might be, you can create a portfolio. You know, it's not just for graphic designers. And obviously, you know, I worked as a marketing assistant and I studied fashion marketing at uni. So that is pretty much why I created a marketing portfolio. And I think there's definitely a lot, you know, out there and there's a lot of people that already do marketing portfolios. But, you know, I think it's definitely becoming a new thing. And I think it's an incredible way to get your foot in the door and, you know, just try to stand out against other people because it can be so competitive. I mean, it is. It's not about, you know, it can be. It is. It's definitely a competitive market. And I think anyone in the, you know, creative industry can can vouch for that. Um, and especially when you are a graduate. And that's the thing that I noticed. And that's, that's when it sort of clicked for me is I was able to land my first job as a marketing assistant. I had no previous experience. I worked at Morrison's for five years, which is my local supermarket. Um, And I think I did like a couple of tiny, tiny work placements that weren't really relevant to marketing at all. And I was able to actually land a job with my portfolio and by showing that to this employer and showing, you know, bringing to life that you might not have had, you know, experience in a marketing field, but you're quite capable of doing those skills. And I think, you know, that's what a portfolio does brilliantly is that you can actually put your skills on a piece of paper for employers and 
clients and whoever you want to show it to, um, they can see that. So yeah, that's just a bit of a brief um, history and overview of my story and how, you know, a portfolio was incredibly valuable for me in my journey. Um, And I think, you know, it definitely has been incredibly useful for people going forward. And, you know, I've had incredible feedback from you guys and from my followers of how they've landed roles at like Facebook, internships um, at L'Oreal and incredible places um, through creating a marketing portfolio. And I think it just goes to show that if you do, you know, do something a little bit different, um, it can work out and it can you know, help you get on. Um, Obviously not all the time, you know, I'm not going to say create a portfolio, you'll land your dream job. Um, But I think it's definitely a great thing that you can do and a great tool that you can use to, you know, progress in your career. And not even just at the beginning, I think portfolios are always going to be, you know, incredibly useful throughout your career, even if you are at a more experienced level and a high level, Um, because you're always going to want to build off that and you're always going to want to create something more and more to it and use it as a way to get more opportunities at the end of the day so yeah that is I'm out of breath um (laughs) you can tell that I'm not used to um recording a podcast guys but yeah so I mean I just want to give you some tips so for anyone who you know is listening to this right now and thinking right that's all well and good you can use a portfolio to try and get a job but how do you actually start? I have no clue. I've never done anything like this before. Where do you start? Give me some tips, Yasmin. So, okay. The most difficult thing, without a doubt, about creating a portfolio is starting. Starting out. Looking at a blank Canva presentation or InDesign or, you know, Microsoft um, PowerPoint and just putting it off all the time because you don't want to start it, you have no idea, you have no visual aesthetic, you don't have a concept and you just think, I'm never going to do this, let's just leave it. And, you know, that's definitely something I struggled with. Um, I think it's, you know, a form of creative block in a sense. You just don't want to start it because you don't know where to start, you don't know how to structure it. Um, And the biggest tip for me is, number one, just go to Pinterest if you're stuck for how to, you know, create the actual layout for your portfolio and for an actual design aesthetic, go to Pinterest, just flick through loads of examples of portfolios. That's what I did. And it's not about copying someone's portfolio, obviously don't do that. But, you know, there's thousands and thousands of design inspiration Um, images on there and you can just filter through and it just gives you that little bit of creative inspiration that you need to get started Um, and you know find the right colors what what do you want it to look like in terms of the colors you want it to be neutrals you want it to be vibrant obviously the the one that I did the huge um, 200 page one was like four separate colors um, and they were quite you know vibrant colors Um, do you want it to be black and white do you want it to be minimalistic sort of get that picture in your head and I think collating like a mood board of these different images from Pinterest or you know it doesn't have to be just Pinterest it could be anywhere like Instagram or even just Google images Um, and just get a sense of you know what you want your portfolio to look like and I think that is the key is to stick to a specific style that represents you and that you enjoy doing because otherwise you're just not going to be consistent and it won't look professional if it's just all over the place and you have different fonts, different colors, different image types. And 
yeah, it just, you don't want that. So yeah, if you are stuck on, you know, how to get started, that is definitely the first tip for me. Just go back, start from square one and really refine that image in what you want it to look like. And then what you, once you've got the image sort of, you know, done and dusted, then you can move on to the actual structure. And I think the key in this is just do wireframes. So for anyone who doesn't know what a wireframe is, you basically just get out how many pages you want your portfolio to be. So let's say 10, okay? First page, where do you want an image to be? Where do you want some text to be? Second page, okay, this will be my contents page. Have the contents laid out. Third page, an introduction. So who who you are, you know, what sort of um, industry you want to work in, previous experience, keep it short and simple. And then your next couple of pages, maybe you'll have three pages for a certain um, fake project or a certain project that you've already done and then following on. But yeah, I think, you know, mapping out that structure is key in being able to actually get started on the portfolio because if you're just working from a blank page after blank page, you don't really have that focus there and you probably will just end up sacking it off because you think, nah, I can't do this. Um, you know, I don't know where I'm going with it. So if you have a clear, you know, start to end finish, um, start to end, you know, projection of what you want to include within that portfolio, you'll be fine. And it doesn't have to be overcomplicated. You don't have to include like, you know, a wealth of work in there and loads of images and loads of text. I know the one that I do show is 200 pages long, but you have to bear in mind that was for a university project. Um, And I do think, you know, the more you can do, the better. But I'm very aware of the fact that, you know, time conscious, people don't have a lot of time and you want something that does the job. It tells an employer, you know, who you are, what you're skilled at and, you know, gives those visual visual aids of what you are good at. Um, And I don't think that needs to be any more than like three to four projects or even, even two if they're, you know, in depth. So yeah, I think... Don't overcomplicate it. Just introduce yourself. Have, you know, obviously whatever audience it is for, have that introduction there, have that contents page. And yeah, you know, 10 pages there. It it doesn't have to be this huge portfolio that you're constantly putting off. Um, And I think that's why people do put it off because they think, oh, I just don't want to do that. And that's why I did it. You know, I, I, a lot of the time I'd look at it and think, you know, I don't, I don't want to, don't want to start this portfolio because it's going to take too long. So yeah, I think if you are struggling in that sense, then that is a great way to get on with it and push yourself forward to get over that next barrier of, right, I'm actually going to create this page now and we're going to get this portfolio finished. So yeah, those are my best two pieces of advice for anyone who is starting out. Make sure you get some inspiration, get a mood board together and, you know, really define that image of what you want your portfolio to look like and then secondly make sure you map out your pages and yeah that is so important guys because otherwise you will just get lost and you also don't want to go off on a tangent if you plan your pages you can sort of avoid you know waffling on and having loads of different pages for when you really just only want to say one thing you know you want to say this is a project this was the deliverables and this was the result you know you don't want six pages for one project you don't need that because employees are just going to think we don't have time um to look through all of that and they just want to go to a page and see the results see what you've done and that's it um and I think that's key to really just 
you know, get that message across straight away and don't, you know, ramble on because you don't want to overcomplicate it and you don't want to make it, um, you want to make it digestible for people to read. So yeah, that is definitely a great tip. You know, plan your pages out, do those wireframes, just even in the simplest form, you know, plan little boxes of where the copy is going to go, where the text is going to go, where the images are going to go, and you'll be absolutely fine. If I can do it, guys, you can do it, I promise you. So do not worry. So yeah, that is my two pieces of advice for you guys, for anyone who is starting out and wants a little bit of help. Um, and the next thing that I want to talk about is the difference between fake projects and case studies. Um, because I do get a lot of questions that are, you know, like along the lines of, okay, well, I want to create a portfolio, but I don't have any experience. So how do I actually get started? And that is one of the most difficult things. And I think that's why Flow has created the following it has, because you can create a portfolio without having experience. And, that is by creating fake projects. So that's essentially what I did for my portfolio. Um, I created a fake marketing campaign that wasn't real. Um, It was just sort of hypothetical. And it was just for the purpose of my university project. And that just goes for anyone you don't have it doesn't have to be for a university project either you could just sit at home open your laptop and create a marketing campaign by yourself you don't need it to be for a particular purpose or for a client um and at the end of the day, that's what that's the beauty of it is that you can create anything. Yes, it might not be for a real brand, but it does showcase, you know, your marketing skills, your creative skills and your creative knowledge. So, yeah, that is basically what the difference is in terms of the fake project. So, for an example, you know, if you were into social media marketing, you could create a whole social plan. Um, you could do like fake mock-ups for Instagram posts, you could do a paid ad for Facebook and you could even do like a promotional video or, you know, well, maybe not if it's a print, but if it was on your website um, and these could all be fake. So, you know, you could do it for a real brand. There's no harm in doing that. Obviously, make sure you put a disclaimer that says, you know, this is an actual work for, let's say, ASOS Um but there's no, you know, you can always create things for other brands. Um, and that's the good thing about it as well. You know, if there is a particular brand out there that you really aspire to work for, what's, you know, what's stopping you creating a marketing campaign for them and sending it them and showing, you know, how you can make a difference in their company? Um, obviously, be careful with that because there's been a lot of horror stories about people doing that and, you know, brands stealing ideas. Um But I think if you keep it refined and, you know, if you keep it simple and don't give away too much, then there's nothing wrong with doing that. And a lot of people have done that and have seen success in it. Um, But yeah, I I think it just goes to show, you know, the success of creating a portfolio and that, again, you don't have to have experience to do it. Um, I definitely didn't. I my whole 200 page portfolio is all made up um, from obviously being at uni, but you know, you can go online and do a marketing course and learn, you know, principles and let's say how to schedule a social post and how to track and keep, you know, uh, set KPIs for a social post. And then you can outline that in a portfolio and then send it out to, you know, five employers of brands that you want to work for. And it basically just solidifies your skill set and, you know, shows them that you can actually do a certain task. Um, And then moving on to the case studies. So that's obviously the most common form of portfolios. Um, 
you know, if you are a freelancer or if you are just, you know, an experienced marketer and you already have that portfolio of work, you know, you've already completed X, Y, and Z for different brands, then, you know, you already have that portfolio there. You don't really need to create any more fake projects as such, unless you aren't happy with the level of, you know, work um, and you want to improve it. But I think if you already have those case studies there, um, it's about communicating them in the best way. So, you know, having a website that stands out against the rest because it is such a saturated field. Um, There's loads of portfolios out there, especially online portfolios. I think print's sort of a different um, space. But yeah, I think it's making sure that your website is different. And I know that can be difficult, but it's also making sure that it reflects you, your style and your niche of what you, what area you want to work in. so yeah, obviously, you know, I work in marketing, so that would that would be all around marketing and I'd make sure to include like key terminology about the marketing field so it attracts employers from that space. So yeah, that is basically the difference between fake projects and then, you know, the case studies that people already have. Um, so I think it just goes to show that it doesn't matter who you are, what experience you've had, you can create a portfolio and that is the beauty of it. And that's, you know, what flow's all about and what I'm trying to achieve. I really hope that, you know, I can inspire any of you listening to create a portfolio. I am going to wrap this up now, guys, because I don't really have a clue how long I've been speaking for. Hopefully the next episodes will be a little bit more structured. Um, I mean, they will be, but this is my first one. I sort of wanted to just do like a little bit of a chit chat and an introduction But, you know, the next episodes, I have got guests planned, which will be a lot more exciting than hearing my voice all the time. Um, So, yeah, keep an eye out for that. And I've also got a lot of webinars and templates planned to come out soon. So if anyone is out there thinking, I still don't know where to start with my portfolio, then be sure to keep an eye out for those. And as always, feel free to message me on Instagram because I'll always respond. Um... But yeah, I hope, you know, wherever you are, you have a wonderful afternoon or morning or evening. Um, And I hope you have enjoyed this first episode. And I'm very excited to record the next episodes for season one of the Going With The Flow podcast. So yeah, I really appreciate the support, guys. And thank you for listening.